South Africa passes so-called revolutionary NHI bill and Ghana inflation rate edges higher to 42.2%. From over 924 cities, 122 countries, Kush Investments brings you the Good Morning Africa podcast. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Tula Diale. For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me at Tulu underscore Diale. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC, INM Bank Rwanda. We are on your side. The Zimbabwean Parliament has passed a controversial patriotic bill that criminalizes any citizen who meets with foreign diplomats or foreign government functionaries in terms of association, assembly, and speech. Joining us for this episode is activist Muzungaya Taga to break down what exactly is the Patriotic Bill and why is it so controversial? Looking at how the Patriotic Bill has been crafted, it strongly limits any freedom of expression by Zimbabweans who are actively partaking in any meeting convened by a foreign government or its agents or proxies whose purpose is to injure the sovereignty and national interest of Zimbabwe. It also prohibits knowingly meeting an agent of a proxy or entity of a foreign government or anybody acting on behalf of such a government. This bill also discourages the imposition of economic sanctions, including trade boycotts or demonstrations against Zimbabwe by a foreign government entity. Now, the Patriotic Bill is one that had been passed on the 7th of June 2023 by the House of Senate, and now it awaits the presidential assent for it to become law. Section 20 of the 2013 Zimbabwean Constitution, Article 19, states that every Zimbabwean has the right to freedom of opinion and expression. This right includes the right to hold opinions without interference and to seek, receive, and impart information and ideas through any media and regardless of frontiers. Zimbabweans are entitled the right to expression in whatever artistic way through the constitution of the of the land. However, this patriotic bill seems to impose that and oppose that, making it harder for Zimbabweans to be able to express themselves freely, for example, human rights activists or any people in the media that have power enough to speak against the social ills that are happening in Zimbabwe. In one of the House of Assembly meetings, Senator Kalipani Pugeni reviews the Patriotic Bill as being dangerous to criminalize political speech, especially in the Zimbabwean context, where, for example, a well-known individual tweeted, let us go and protest, and has since been arrested for three years of trying to inside public violence. Now imagine you being heavily being punished for expressing a displeasure with what's going on in the country. Some of the clauses or results of being against whatever the patriotic bill has entailed is punishment by either loss of citizenship, the loss of your passport, or the death penalty. Zimbabweans all across the globe, including locally and outside, have been pouring out cries strongly and vehemently denounce this patriotic bill and ensure and encourage the president not to sign it into the law because that would mean a loss for all the gains that we've had ever since the independence of the country. As champions of human rights activism in the country, we see this patriotic bill as a step 10 backwards, especially for the country, because all we want is a brighter future where no one is left behind where everyone is able to speak freely, no matter what the circumstance may be. 
Zimbabwe this year holds its annual general elections and we look forward to having a new government, a new government that listens to its people. But with this patriotic bill on the table, one seems to question if, whether or not we are safe in this country. We also, as a country, are trying to work our way back into the Commonwealth. However, with the clauses in, in, enshrined within the patriotic bill, it makes it even harder for one to think and assume that everything that is enshrined within this patriotic bill is right. Because us joining the Commonwealth means we go against everything that has been entailed within the patriotic bill, which is to engage with these uh, foreign governments in order for us to rejoin the Commonwealth again. So now it poses the question, should we as a country continue to advocate for the passing of this patriotic bill into the into the law? Or should we continue to mount pressure against the government so that people may live a peaceful and free life without any fear of favor and be able to express themselves as it has been enshrined within the constitution of Zimbabwe? The market segment is part by the Development Bank of Rwanda. We empower you. Ghana's annual inflation rate ticked higher to 42.2% in May of 2023, up from a six-month low of 41.2% in the prior month. It follows four consecutive months of slowing inflation and was driven by a sharp acceleration in food prices currently sitting at 51.8% from a 48.7% in April. Meanwhile, non-food inflation eased, sitting at a 34.6%, from a 35.4%. On a monthly basis, consumer prices jumped by 4.8% in May, the most in six months after rising 2.4% in the prior month. And for a quick trip around Africa, South Africa's lawmakers agreed on a new health insurance bill on Tuesday, paving the way for universal health care to millions of poorer citizens in a major overhaul of a two-tier system. The National Health Insurance Bill aims to level the playing field in the world's most unequal society, Amid concerns, its implementation will be undermined by widespread corruption and a weak economy struggling to fund basic services. The bill, which will be implemented at stages at a cost of billions of dollars, proposes a special fund that will pull public and private resources and limit private medical aid providers such as South Africa's Discovery to covering only for services not reimbursed by the NHI fund. While Discovery broadly supported the proposed reforms in submissions to Parliament last year, it rejected the NHI's current single funder model as unworkable, favoring a blended funding model to help reduce the risks of failure. The health system in Africa's most industrialized economy reflects broader racial and social inequalities that persist three decades after apartheid ended. An estimated 15% or 9 million of South Africa's population of 59 million people currently pay for comprehensive private health care, while a majority of poor blacks typically queue for hours at understaffed state hospitals short of equipment. Parliament's lower National Assembly, dominated by the ruling National African National Congress, and voted 205 in favour to 125 against the bill, which must now be passed by the Upper House before moving to President Cyril Ramaphosa for his signature into law. Namibia's central bank lifted its key lending rate by 50 basis points to 7.75% at its June 14th meeting, bringing borrowing costs to their highest since April of 2019. It follows two 25 basis points hikes of previous policy meetings in April and February in response to the prevailing inflationary pressures and to safeguard a currency peg with the South African rand. The annual inflation rate in Namibia rose to 6.3% in May of 2023, up from a 10-month low of 6.1% in the prior month. 
Regarding the economic outlook, the bank expects real GDP growth to slow down to 3% this year from 4.6% in 2022. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com and don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial and you can find me at Sulu underscore Diale.